ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a new episode of Box Office Bootleg. Thank you so much for everyone that gave us a listen last week. I'm your co-host, Robert. And I'm your co-host, Reggie. And yes, both of us have been able to survive this extremely emotional weekend that I'm sure the good bit of America had to deal with. Obviously, the big giant movie Avengers Endgame that I'm sure everybody and their mother has seen and considering the box office results that's actually not too much of an exaggeration um of course we had sunday with the battle of winterfell but i want to save most of our game of thrones talk for when the series is over it's gonna be a hoot it's gonna be a hoot it's gonna be a recap for the whole series just an evaluation see who was wrong who was right it's gonna be great uh i mean we can still talk about it we can still talk about the episode one that nobody can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I assume that it was um, a lot of screeching, a lot of screeching. I guess it was like a very personal one, you know. <laughs> um, but for me, of course, and I, I'm, I'm going to be the one to include my random Spurs anecdotes and everything. But obviously, Saturday was very emotional for me, too, which is, oh. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then also the Clippers got snapped. Uh, uh, I think was it the weekend before or no, no Clippers. It's kind of funny. Uh, right before um, I went to see Avengers Endgame, yeah, I watched a little bit of the Clippers Warriors game, Game Six. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're scrappy. They're scrappy. You know, and it's like I don't know. I'm always going to root for the underdog, and Clippers have always been the underdog. I mean, they're the ones that got into the playoffs and not the Lakers. Yeah. You know. But and they're in a position to be able to, you know, make a lot of noise. They have enough Mac they have enough salary room for not just one max player, but two max players. So Okay. Who knows? Who knows? But I, I would prefer them to just become the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> well, <laughs> well anyway, uh, yeah, when I saw uh Endgame, I uh like we like like pretty much, I took my sister to see Endgame, and both of us left right around the same time as everyone was leaving the game, and it, it was just oh quiet. My, oh everyone my was goodness. like all somber. Oh my goodness, that's right. That's yeah, everyone, right. Was, everyone was like wearing Clippers jerseys, and <laughs> no, no, no. I I totally didn't connect to the fact that uh, to to so people know uh, the whole facility that they have around Staples Center is <laughs> you know it's one of those revitalizing. You know, they got the restaurants, the over. Tr- uh, yeah. the overpriced bars and stuff yeah, and they also for about 20 well i mean they've been around for almost 20 uh 20 years like just about 2001 like, was when it opened because it was the first year i swear it was the first year no, it was 99 because it was uh the first time la won uh uh, it was the it was the uh, start of the three beat. I was gonna I was gonna say I think it was literally the first Lakers. season, but remember that was two thousand. That was the ninety nine two thousand season. So no wait, you're right. Reggie's right. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that was like at the start of the three peat and and again, it's it's going to be the twentieth anniversary. Uh, yeah, yeah, and right in the thick of it though is the regal. Regal still owns it, right? Yeah, Regal still owns it. Yeah, Regal Stadium 14. And to put a perspective about this city that we live in, it's actually one of the only theater... It's it's the only theater for the time being 
in downtown. Like they've been trying to get an Alamo draft house going for the longest time. It at should those. be coming. It, they've been saying that for like three, four years, Reg. They I, finally, 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 I mean, finally they, said they, there was. I mean, there was construction going on, and like most of the interior stuff has been put in place over at the uh, the Macy's uh, complex. Exactly. It's just they haven't officially said when the damn thing is going to open. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it, it's like that uh, husk of a Target that's on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. For people that don't know. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll get off of L.A. We it, like it should be no, obvious we, that we're very familiar with the city and all of his quirks. But there was this Target, right? That's like on Sunset and One Hundred and One. That's been a literal husk. They built it sixty percent through, but there's this grifting asshole. Like, what's so weird about the city is that there's so many of these neighborhood initiatives. That's really just like one or two assholes that are just trying mm-hmm. to sue the city to be able to get a quick butt. Uh, quick buck by exploiting exploiting the different ordinances that are cumbersome for construction but obviously LA understands in certain cases where it's like holy shit we need to be able to build this kind of thing and they finally built like a target you know like an actual big target not a city target right there at sunset and 101 and this dude he's like the only guy that's in charge of this neighborhood initiative and he was able to successfully say uh technically buildings in this neighborhood can't be more than six, 36 feet tall and you're making a 60 footer blah 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 but he's just doing that just to like you know get something out of it you know or mm-hmm. i don't know just bored namby jerk offs and everything but a month ago, they're finally proceeding with it, and I'm so, so grateful for that. But um, speaking of revitalization, so you've seen it twice. Yeah, I've seen it twice. Yeah, where did you see it the second time? Uh, same theater. Uh, what happened is we just finished streaming Battle of, the, uh, Battle of Winterfell, and we decided to go again. Yeah, we did a uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, we watched it later that evening. It was like 10 o'clock. Did you try seeing it in IMAX? Because um, you know the whole thing is that yeah. they filmed it in IMAX. Yeah, I know at uh, I know at uh, LA Live they have the premiere cinema, so it's like the big screen. But was uh, it actually in like the full format? No, you you have to you have to actually if you want to see it in its full format, you have to go all the way over to Universal. Like Universal's the only one. Oh no 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 no! It's it's not one of those seventy millimeter things. Uh, what they did is that um, they didn't use IMAX cameras. What they used were Alexas mm-hmm. at like that specific. Like I don't have the specific numbers for it respectively, but right. what they were able to do is that they were able to film it at that like six K eight K equivalent kind of framing. Mm-hmm. But because they were able to use the digital. I'm I'm pretty sure it was either Alexa or the Aries, uh, where it they was, uh, no, no Aries the camera maker Alexa is their brand. Okay, thank you, Rich. Yes, uh, I tried using one of those things for my thesis, and good lord, do you need like a whole infrastructure? No, just to be that able was to... uh, <laughs> no. You you used uh, the F sixty five. Oh my god. That's right. It's Sony. 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 Sony no, Sony gave us uh, no, Sony gave USC um when we were there, it was uh it was right around the time Sony gave uh the two F sixty fives. And that was a, that was supposedly be their high end um 
4K cameras. Right. Except the thing that anybody that works with equipment knows, and I'm not even that much of an equipment guy, but even I understand that Sony always makes it difficult. They always make it difficult. They can't just get along with everybody. They have to have like their own infrastructure and everything. And yeah. before some of you try to come in where it's like, yeah, Apple does the same thing, it, except Apple does it well. Sony doesn't even do the like, you know, closed garden infrastructure well for themselves. You know, where it's like you have to buy specific memory cards that only work on a Sony product. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, they're fine. I mean, I mean, like now, 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 um, the recent models are a little more streamlined. Thank God! The, yeah, they have before to be. that. But before that, we had to get a. Uh, it was a, like, a, like we, we, it was still a car based system, but the car reader has to. You have to set up your own IP address to read uh, to read the cards, and um, and either connect it through a ten gigabit uh, LAN cable or or like some or like. I'm, no, it was oh, no, it was everything. In, in was, layman's terms, everyone, it was, it was it was through like an Ethernet cable. You yeah. To, in like, in layman's terms, people, you basically had to create your own eternal network just to be able to download the information that you needed. But getting off of equipment, so um, no, I, I was able to see it twice. I did see it in IMAX where you are able to get more of the information, mm. and it's it is imposing. It really feels like you're, you know, in the presence of something that's like, you know, if mm. there's anything that you would say is like gargantuan and makes sense for the IMAX format, this is the movie for it. Mm. This is the movie for it. And um, how 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 was your crowd for the two of them? W was it pretty comparable, or what? What it would was, you say was the more was, interesting like, crowd reaction? Like. Friday was like your typical like Marvel fans. Like everyone was was clapping at all the uh, the applaud moments, like all the big moments, like mm -hmm. the God reaction. Um, yeah, uh, but but uh, we should so, say Sun. But Sunday was a little more chilled. So like all the moments that uh, like people were applauding, mm -hmm. but didn't get that much, except for and ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the point where. Obviously, we're going to talk about spoilers. There's been I mean, a whole discourse about spoilers. Some very, very, very crazy-ass reactions to spoilers. Especially like because every, we're dealing with Game of Thrones at the times, too. But, but Which is a spoiler thing, as well. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everyone wants to do this gentleman's agreement for Endgame. It's like, don't spoil Endgame. That was the, they made that a was hashtag the out of it. They made, yeah, a they made a hashtag out of, hashtag out of it. it. But as soon as Game of Thrones ends, everyone was pulling the <laughs> fuck out of it. I mean, like, nobody gave a shit about Game of Thrones. It's like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> which I found, which I found pretty, pretty amazing just because, like, I think the reaction to the end of that episode was just so pure that, like, I think everybody just needed the relief to just be like, oh my God, oh my God, just like, um, but I mean, like, like everyone was spoiling the fuck out of it, and like, unfortunately, we were like, you know, unfortunately, we were watching it. Like, I didn't like, I was online when, uh, when everyone was finished uh, finishing watching the episode. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as soon as like everyone started, like as soon as everyone started talking about Game of Thrones, like I knew exactly the spoiler that they, that they talked about, even 
even they did gifts and like uh, like gifts, shit. Uh, I mean, um, all I say, memes. All I say is just because we should only focus on spoilers for one of them, with the gentleman's agreement thing, because I feel like that's a more interesting social phenomenon that we're kind of dealing with. But I'll just say my favorite meme is still the Damian Lillard one, uh, the meme. I don't know. We're back to sports. Anywho, back to just the thing with spoilers and everything. So it, it, it's it's fascinating because the movie itself, before we dive into it, is there's a lot of elements to it where I am extremely grateful that Disney kept so much of the information as close to vest as yeah. possible. Like there's a lot of things in the movie. A lot where of more when wonderful you, surprises though. Yeah, where it's like you're legitimately thrown off or, you know, it, it, it surprises with certain characters where it's like, you know, you absolutely didn't expect it, but it's still like appropriate to the character arc, which is one of the things that really has helped out this universe, which makes you look past certain, you know, certain things, which again, we'll get into, mm. but it's, it's. I don't know. Why do you think it's just so, so extreme, you know, dedication to that spoilerage kind of thing? Do you think that it's just like, do, do you think it's just like a counter reaction to the fact that we're so used to trailers playing their whole hand? And lo and behold, here's a movie with a year of intense anticipation where they haven't revealed hardly anything. No. And even even with the uh, with the leaked footage, like from uh, like I, again, I saw the uh, like the the screen cap, which was Captain America in his uniform, and I was assuming that it was it was a thing that happened like fifteen minutes into it, like like five to ten minutes, right, right. And it's like you like, and that's still like only a small portion of a three hour movie. Yes, it, it yeah. Fortunately, it didn't feel like a three hour movie, but. No, but, it moved along. But back to it. Do you think that it was just... Do you think it's a phenomenon that's specifically with the movie itself? Or do you feel that there's just, like, been a different... Almost like... Almost like th there's so few things that we can feel surprises with movies anymore. And here's something that we know everybody's going to watch, but we don't want it. Or... I think it's, like, I think it's with the anticipation that everyone likes to form their own... Like their own theories, their own like like they wanted they wanted to be part of a part of oh I I think I know like why they're hiding this like information or I wanted like they wanted they they wanted like to guess like the movie's ending it's it's just kind the of a game the speculation market yeah I'd say. okay because I mean like again I'm like another another franchise that's doing it is Star Wars and and all right again, you brought it up I was. I wasn't, but I, I was gonna. I was I mean, gonna like, lead to the fact that I think so much of what the negative reaction was to Last Jedi was that there is so much of this speculation market that when something completely just like tripped over every single like you know YouTube channel that does like the red circle with the yeah. red arrow pointed yeah, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where you have, like, your Collider, you have your Screen Junkie, you have all these guys that are just, like, dedicated to just, like, you know, maybe it's such and such. And Last Jedi was something that came out, tripped people up, people reacted negatively towards that. 
And w- with Avengers, though, um, do do you think it's more of an a culmination? I think it's more it? of the. I think it's more of a culmination of of, uh, of just like just of like you know like growing up with these characters for ten years. I mean, like you know, over over the span of twenty two movies. Yeah. So so it's so like people are still going to get some type of closure. That's that's the only thing that was guaranteed with Endgame. Yeah, but part of it, but part of the fun of the speculation for the specula- uh you know, uh, part of the specula- uh, speculation mm-hmm. is uh, is like how like how did they reverse Thanos' action of snapping half of the you know half the universe out exactly. of existence? But also a way, but also I think a part of the speculation too was seeing how they would be able to handle the fact where it's like we know there's another Spider Man, we know that there's another Black Panther. We know yeah. that a Doctor Strange sequel is coming. We know that these flicks are coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So they, how would they be able to do it, but not just like completely undercut, you know, the the feeling that you got at the end of Infinity well, War. Even in the like, even at the last minute with the marketing campaign, they mentioned that Spider Man, uh, homecoming, Spider Man, uh, Spider Man uh, Far From Home. Thank you, Far From Home is right before. No, no, no. It's after. It oh, is after. It is after? It is after. So they were playing coy, but about a week or two before, they were finally like, okay, it is It is after. Now, of course, with what the film reveals, there's still a lot of elements that, you know, obviously the Spider-Man movie has to, mm. like, pick up from there, where right. th- there's so obviously a lot of implied um like, ramifications that Sp- Spidey has to deal with. I mean, know? like I mean like this I mean like, there's only like a couple of uh well it's a pretty big factor when saying you know no, what no, this no, is no, no, I did, no I did see the trailer no I did see the trailer because um uh, I remember the one particular character that shows up in the movie and he's kind of taken over as the mentor. Well Mysterio the way that they've kind of uh Show the way that they've described Mysterio is as if you consider Tony Stark like more the father figure to Peter, then Mysterio is being presented as like the cool rebel uncle. Yeah, is the way that they've yeah, pointed. Well, I mean, I'm referring to Nick Fury. Nick Fury appears in the trailer. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Like, well, I mean, in, well, I mean like, well, I mean, like Nick Fury. Like, it's pretty much like like uh, you need to do a mission for me and in the trailer yeah. like we see that he has like a stealth costume which is inspired by spider-man noir which is really mm-hmm. neat and he has like more of a red black design that's mm-hmm. inspired by the original steve ditko design which is a uh, great kind of homage and just i'm anticipating that one especially because they've said this one is going to be the eight uh the end of phase three Okay. As opposed to in-game being considered the end of phase three, what they've said is that actually Far From Home is going to be the end of phase three. Okay. Which means probably once Spider-Man Far From Home comes out, we're going to get the official like, okay, this is our four-year plan. Because they still haven't done, they have dates set out. People have theories about which ones are going to be popped into but, where. But, but again, like some of those dates, but again, some of those dates would correlate to Disney Plus. So you really do not know which. I mean, like, 
the big names, uh, like we already know, like that some of these characters are going to get this um, like proper sequence. While like Black Widow has her, well, uh, like Black Widow has her own uh, spinoff. Like on oh, Disney Black Plus, Black and, uh, Widow has uh, is already casting. They they already have like a shooting schedule set up for it. Yeah, but then also you got uh, Wanda and Vision. Like they have their own. Spin-off. Okay, so um, the the future that we know about. Uh, the future that we know about with the franchises, respectively, is that mm. we're going to be getting four separate Disney Plus series. We're going to get a Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a WandaVision series. We're going to get a Loki series. Mm. And we're going to get a Hawkeye series. Mm. So those are the ones that are going to be on Disney Plus. Now, films-wise... This is what we know is coming down the pipeline. We know that we have a Black Widow movie coming. Uh, we know that we have a Black Panther 2 coming. Right. Doctor Strange 2. We have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which mm-hmm. fortunately has James Gunn back in the yeah. driver's seat. However, what they were hoping for that one is that they were hoping that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 would kind of be the launch pad for Phase 4. Meaning it would come out for mm-hmm. their May 2020 date, which they've yeah. which they've had, you know, on yeah. reserve for ages. However, James Gunn is going to be busy with the Suicide, Suicide Squad soft reboot thing. Yeah. And then he's going to hop on to Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which means the earliest that we're going to see that one is probably 2022. And we actually have, um, excuse me, uh, Shang-Chi. As well. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi is uh, this master of Kung Fu and martial arts character that they're actually rolling the ball on. Uh, however, and this one's the big one. This one's the risky one. Mm-hmm. Is an Eternals movie. Now, the Eternals, when it comes to Marvel Comics, aren't exactly that explored of a concept. Because the, the whole thing with the Eternals, and this is going to be a really quick... Uh, comic books history kind of tangent and everything is that you see jack kirby obviously was one of the major creators for pretty much every major character that you love with the marvel universe except this was still at a time where jack really wasn't the one that was able to get as much credit or residuals from the characters that he helped create and that created tension between him and marvel and stan so he went over the dc where he created the New Gods. Now, the New Gods is where we get characters like Darkseid, mm-hmm. like New Apocalypse, like Orion. You know, all of that, that comes from Jack Kirby himself. Now, what happened is that after that, Jack Kirby really wasn't able to finish the pure storyline of the New Gods. And he ended up back at Marvel and kind of did some similar concepts. Like, there's the Eternals and the Deviants and there's the Celestials. Now, the Celestials we've already seen in the MCU. So there's already like a direct correlation between yeah. the Celestials and the Eternals. Right. And the Eternals is already trying to cast major people. Um, Angelina Jolie hasn't been confirmed, but she's apparently hopping on board. Um and apparently the major character that they're actually going to have of all people is Hercules. And they're actually going to portray Hercules as bisexual. And 
obviously, and which would mean that would be their major LGBT representation and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And to me, it's so funny seeing people being like, oh, forced diversity, gay, blah, blah, blah. And then it's but... like, bro, you complaining about the Greeks being gay? It's like, I got some things to tell you about the Greeks. I got some things to tell you about what they thought again, was sexy. I mean, again, they can put a label <laughs> on anything, but I mean, they can put a label on any type of character that they have. It's just, it's only, it's only like, just, like, it's, so, it's, so Reggie, like, like, I'm only looking at their actions. Like, are, like, so like, if they have like some romantic interests, kiss a dude. Reggie, Reggie is saying Hercules needs to kiss a dude or shut the fuck up, Disney. I mean, honestly, 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 like, there's like been like a ton of videos on like queer baiting where it's like they kind of hint at it, but they're not, they're not showing. Well, you know what's funny? Like, what's funny is that showing, it, or they're not showing like a a mature relationship, even with um, even with uh, uh, the the one scene in uh, Endgame. Uh, yes, and now we are we're we're giving you at the count of five. One. Two, Jesus, three, man. four. Just God forbid, four, five. Okay, so after the five-year break, which I think yeah. is brilliant, it it allows a lot of setups. It actually establishes like the ex- extremity yeah. of what Thanos did. We see that you know Captain America is at this you know he, grievance he, he, meeting. He, uh, like he leads a supporting group. So yeah, he like, leads a supporting like people group. Like, like people are like are like having issues like trying to move on mm-hmm. after the uh, after the vanish and yeah. one and one of the uh, uh, like and one of the Russo brothers had a cameo and he's describing you know him trying start, to date trying to, to date, date again him. yeah and date again and and again uh, and again like throughout the and then throughout the whole entire uh, uh, anecdote like you know you realize that. He's dating another man, and again, yeah, it's mentioned very offhandedly. Like yeah. I actually did not connect with it with the first time. So. No, 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 no. Because it, was, I, it was it was like it was like it was kind of. I hate to say, you know what? I was. It, it's a miracle I did not have to go into the restroom. I was already about four drinks in, so I. I guess it's just I interpreted it as him talking about the other person talking about their husband so i was like oh he's dating her as opposed to like him talking about his Mm. own husband and the fact that both of them broke down respectively as they were talking about it i mean it's it's still really good scene it just still seems like that kind of thing that people talk about where it's like it's such an under the radar low-key kind of thing where it's like you know i mean that's cool but you can't really attested as something that's like actual representation you yeah know? i mean like and again it's like if you look at your lgbt like lgbtq films you know it shows you know like it shows like you know a lot, a lot of, of recent characters films. like like a lot of characters you know interacting and like having relationships and like like really like you know dealing with you know this sexuality right right so if i mean if you have a character like Hercules that can just go out there and just be like the kind of dude that just like is able to bed any man or woman that he wants to and just like just have him be that guy, just have but him. Again, they're gonna in. play off as a joke. 
No, go but bear. No, no, no. They go to play it off as a joke. Like, like yeah, if, you had, if you if you if you have like Hercules, it's a heathen, and you know it's like oh, like you know, like they had they had to you know get him out of bed or something, and you see a bunch of women, you know, like leaving, and then a couple of guys running out. You know, it's still they still going to play it off as a joke. Look, every bear needs their uh, otter. Every bear needs their twink. Oh every bear God, needs. Dude. The, the, just just embrace it <laughs> but um anywho so yeah. it's, so going back to the movie going back to the movie but the, the the thing that i appreciated about the five-year drop is that it's obviously preceded by the thing that i think nobody was anticipating <laughs> which is just knocking fucking thanos out in the first fucking 10 15 minutes yeah, I don't think anybody had that pegged where no. it's like the, the actual like like all of the theories were like oh they're gonna do it behind his back yeah. and then then they're gonna go after Thanos mm-hmm. but nobody anticipated that they were just like you know here comes Captain Marvel who you know isn't actually in the movie that much when you really think about it and, and the reason for that is because they actually filmed the second part before Captain Marvel Mm-hmm. you know so it's like they didn't want to like have her in it too much because they weren't sure they didn't want to trample on the toes of like the characterization that her <laughs> movie did with her so I mean, her just rolling in yeah. just being like let's kill thanos we found thanos we yeah. learned that he destroyed the infinity stones and pop just like that just fucking kill thanos in the first 15 minutes so like that just completely floors you about what kind yeah. of direction you could be able to go with this and the fact that they commit to it they commit to creating a world where it's like it's been five years all of the characters are handling it in their own ways mm. some are doing it in ways that are super surprising like i love the like having hulk be professor hulk finally like <laughs> if if i was the super stickler i'd mm. say it was a perfect opportunity for him to be like either a gray hulk or Obviously, I'm a Marvel fanboy. Yeah. There's no chance it would ever happen. But if there was any opportunity to do like a Mr. Fix-It possibility, mm-hmm. like a, to inform people, Mr. Fix-It was a thing that happened in the 80s where like Bruce was able to enter into that same type of like middle ground where like he was able to be the Hulk but self-conscious. But he was kind of like at more of a, I'd almost say like a reckless teenager kind of mindset where like he was gray he was stocky he was bulky and what he would do just to pass the time is that he would actually do like street violence kind of stuff where like he he still tried to acclimate himself into society but just like this like guy that would be a bouncer at a bar you know in the middle of the night and then just like trying to like beat up street thugs just to create some normalcy so just we missed out on the opportunity for a gray yeah. Hulk, Mark Ruffalo in a pinstripe suit. There's a great thing where it's like him in a pinstripe suit and there's an issue where like Wolverine is actually in it and the both of them go undercover in this like fucking speakeasy. It's great. It's great. It sounds silly, Jesus, but it, 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 it actually is. It's a lot of fun. But this this Professor Hulk is yeah. like, great. We finally got a Professor Hulk concept in a movie finally. Okay. Which is awesome. But for me, what's told the show is, is Thor. Like, Fat Thor. Like never thought we'd get like, Fat Thor. It's like my, like seeing my sister's reaction to like Fat Thor is like no, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> it's like, no, it's like, what, what did you do? He's like, yeah, no, you, you get the dude. You're, you're adorable. You're adorable, baby. Still gargantuan, magical six foot three. Chris Hemsworth is under there. Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry. He's still there. But God damn, it was, it, it was not only so funny, but I just love it that they remain committed to it. Like even when, like when he's going through different costume changes, like, like you can see him like all being like bulky and like just like marching into battle against Thanos. Which again, the the thing you have to think is that you know he's a Viking in remorse. He's he's what would a Viking do? What would a Viking warrior yeah. god do? Drink himself to oblivion. So he ends up. So it's like yeah, he's still gonna be bulky. He's still gonna be bulging out. But uh, no, yeah, and. You know, seeing it the second time, because like uh, I mentioned earlier, I saw it in IMAX, is that um, it, the the film, initially my critique is that I feel like a lot of the jokes kind of lingered a li- little longer than it should. It's like, okay, we got the joke, or it's like, okay, we could kind of pull back from the joke, or just like, you know, especially mm. for a three-hour movie, it's like any type of tight editing yeah. you can do you really ought to do it for it. But seeing it again, I I think even the awkwardness of him makes sense for his character because it really establishes just like how broken and pathetic this man is. Where he's, if you think about just how much shit he's lost and then he has to go back in time to when he lost his mother, where basically all yeah. of this terrible shit started because it started with, Losing his mom, yeah. then losing his dad, then losing Asgard, then losing his brother, who would, he had finally be able I mean, to react to. No, with. before, but no, be, but again, before uh, losing his father, he lost Jane. Yeah, then yeah, <laughs> g- gets dumped he, by he, Jane. He like he just becomes a blubbering mess. Like you know, it's just like 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 Jane stuck her hand in the rock, and the thing gets into like. Like, he couldn't put himself together. Yeah, yeah. So it's like losing, yeah, losing his girl, yeah, losing his girlfriend, uh, losing his dad, then losing Asgard, losing his eye, too, and then losing his people, losing his brother, um, fails to stop Thanos before snapping the planet. So it's like this continuation about what Thor has actually gone through is just like, this is a broken, broken man. So it's like, it's a surprise, but all of the surprises in the movie are surprises that make sense with their respective character arcs with what has kind of led them up to this moment. And that's the thing that kind of helps out with all of the, you know, Time travel shenanigans, which I'm sure a future cinema sin fucking video well, no, is gonna have I mean, a blast like, again, with. So, like some of the videos that I've like seen on YouTube, like um, like oh, you know, the movies suck and uh, Red Letter Media, like like a lot of them, like a lot of the issues came in the second uh, second act where they introduced that uh, introduced the plot device, which is time travel. Like they uh, like uh, Tony Stark like like managed to figure out how to navigate through the quantum world. Where um, where Ant Man was stuck for a good for those five years. Yeah, is it is it and and this is a thing that I feel like w- with a lot of movies nowadays, or at least like how you can understand these movies is with all of the time travel shenanigans. Is there anything about those time travel shenanigans that 
diminishes what the characters are going through. Like, does, even though if you really want to break down, you know, how they explain the quantum mechanics, how they explain all that kind of stuff, is there anything about it that diminishes what the characters are going through and what they ultimately end up doing, respectively? See, well, again, like, well, again, part of the problem is, is not that they did time travel, but they did time travel, uh, but the way how they explain the rules is a reformatted one. Like, like not doing back to the future rules. Yeah, here. like 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 any the well, I mean like any time travel like time travel movie that you've seen where it's simply just going back in time and changing something, it's gonna alternate, you know, the alternate the future. Right. But uh but somehow somehow the Avengers found a way to not only go back in time like you know, grab the stones, undid the present, and then return them back to their certain points where they don't have to experience any weird, like any weird uh, multi-dimensional yeah. or like or any wackiness that you typically expect from a time travel. Movie. Well, my understanding of why they probably did it that way is because it's it, it it is a way for them to kind of sneak around the fact where it's like. You don't want to completely diminish the emotional weight yeah. of part one, where it's like, okay, they did die. They yeah. did die. They did vanish. The past mm. five years is something that has happened. This is something we have to deal with. This yeah. is something that is inherent with us. So I feel like it was a way for them to be because the biggest concern that you have with something Again, like time travel, where it's like, it will, like oh, you can just everything. you can just reset everything, and who gives a shit? While them explaining it this way is like, no, 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 no. Everything that these characters have experienced is still something they've experienced. But it's a way for us to still be able to go back and be able to draw back. And of course, and of course, they still they still address it within the movie where it's like when when we see the ancient one where it's like, you know, if you just pluck out the time stone, it fucks up my reality. Right. And then, of course, Bruce is like, well, okay, how about this? We'll make sure to bring it back to the exact points in time. So that way. You know what? Time is already weird enough, and I'm sure there's possibilities that, hey, there might be some lingering timeline that, you know, is out there in the distance that is going to come back around to bite them all in the ass. You know, it's set up for that, too, because it's like, of course, it's not going to be hunky dory. It's time travel. Who knows that in like in the one part that they go back that. I don't know, some villain like Immortus or King the Immortal oh, well, or Nihilus. Well, well, think about it. It's, uh, well, think about it. It's like, 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 again, like a lot of person, like the biggest plot hole that probably, probably everyone's to probably pointing at is, okay, if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Thanos, Gamora, and Nebula, from that time, uh, from that time, uh, uh, from, from that the, time point. Yeah, from that time point. Are, don't exist anymore. Yeah, they don't exist. So it's like, what do you deal with, like, say, ro- like, you know, rolling the accuser or, like, some of these other characters? Like, the, do you still go through? You know, that's where Disney Plus comes in. And I'm dead serious about that. One of the series that they actually announced is a what-if animated series mm-hmm. where they're going to explore concepts like 
what if somebody wasn't able to do this or what if something happened? And yeah. the first episode, the first confirmed episode that we know about is what if Peggy got the super soldier serum? Like instead of Steve mm. getting it, Peggy actually ended up being like the, well, she wouldn't be Captain America because she's a Brit, but um, basically her becoming like Captain Allied or something like that. And they've confirmed that's going to be the first animated mm. series. And the cool thing with the animated series is that they're going to have the original cast voice the characters yeah. for it, but, which is a really neat, like, you know, yeah, cohesion yeah, you, that Disney's yeah, yeah, trying to do. Yeah, I know they want to do all the cohesion and all that stuff, but I'm just talking about, like, that's probably the biggest plot point that everyone's talking about. It's like, well, what happens with that particular timeline where... Well, it's probably going <laughs> to bite them all in the ass who know you might yeah. make you might make that the universe where you get the fucking x-men or fantastic four who knows again that's the great thing it's again, comic book material but again, you can do like all these shenanigans kind like, of stuff again that's i mean like that's that's one of the things where where i felt that had they spend the time oh, i mean they would just be bogged down with so many details and the, the storyline would be just really messy because they're going back at different points. So it's like, you're not messing up with one timeline, but you're messing with a, a multiple. You're creating other... You're creating other alternate timelines, but not one that directly interferes with the timeline that the audience has dedicated their time to. Yeah. Which I feel like is the main reason why they kind of explained it that way, where it's like, okay, sure, it's 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 not going to be but, clean, yeah. but especially because one yeah. of the ma- one of the major things, yeah. and I'm sure it's going to be the basis well, I mean, for. Well, I mean, like even even in the comic, well, even in the comic books, it's like yeah. like like in the, like com- like people there, the people are fans of reading comic books and all that stuff. They, they love like their alternate timelines. They, they always have the alternate timelines. Oh like this, boy, they do. But this is the first time that you're introducing this type of shit, and like I don't think that many audience will be like. I mean, like, I don't know like how the audience, like, I don't know how the general audience You know feels. what? Have fun with it. And it seems like one of the obvious, like, because in the movie, mm-hmm. the aforementioned four series that I mentioned, all of them are set up in the movie, like, very cleanly. Like, with, you know, WandaVision, we have the implication when she says, you know, she... Like when the both of them, uh, both her and Clint are trying to have like a moment about, you know, mm. missing Natasha and everything, missing Black Widow and Scarlet Witch makes the little note about, you know, she knows both of them know, which kind of implies that maybe an element of Vision's quote unquote soul exists within her. And the little details that she's already mentioned um, where it's like it's a 1950s, 1960s setting already seems to imply that the kind of storyline that go that they're going with is a very recent vision miniseries that they mm-hmm. did about two, three years ago that actually was like nominated to one Eisner Awards, which is basically the equivalent of the Oscars, where mm-hmm. we follow the vision trying to create his own family with disastrous results. So the mm-hmm. fact that they're kind of adapting that story already is really exciting for a comic book fan. Yeah. And but... the other the other thing that they're setting up is Loki the the fucked up timeline element that you brought up where it's like we see that there's a Loki in one of these timelines that has his hands on a fucking Tesseract which means if if he just has a series and it's going to be very self-contained series like yeah. what 
what they said, what um, Elizabeth uh, Olsen said is that they're only about six hours, which kind of yeah. implies that they're only going to be six, eight episode seasons. Okay. Well, I mean, like they're they're going to be like like little mini series, like like doing like little stories here and there. Right. It's just I don't know if the audience, like the audience that Disney's going for, is willing willing going to sit through Disney Plus and you know and like go to these Marvel movies because they try to do it with television, like with Agents of Shield and except and, except with Marvel Television, it's not Marvel Studios. It's the thing. But you're, even, you're, you're talking but about even, a lot of... There's a lot of really weird eternal politics with the fact that Marvel Television kind of belongs to the old guard of Marvel. Where, mm-hmm. I mean, after Marvel declared bankruptcy, it tried to do a merger with Toy Biz. So you yeah. ended up with this Ike fella that's just like kind of a shitty guy. Yeah. Where basically there's been like a schism between the two of them where they tried to get along, they tried to do the Agents mm-hmm. of Shield thing, they tried to do the Netflix thing, but at a certain point it's just with Disney Plus Kevin Feige is still going to be the one that overlooks the mini series I mean, which like, is going to give it a sense of authenticity. I mean like it would give it a sense of authenticity, but I do not see it like I just do not see like people like being like I don't do not see like Disney being able to cultivate an audience dedicated to like watching TV and then going to the movies. We'll see the way that they caught them though is that the only place that you're going to be able to watch any Marvel Cinematic Universe film is on Disney Plus. So if you're the kind of person that likes the movies, the only place that you're going to be able to watch it is on the service, and it's like hey. You can watch this and look at all these new series that we're doing, especially with all the stuff that's set up where it's like we have a Loki with the Tesseract that can just go around fucking with the universe. We have Wanda with a piece of vision soul. We have Hawkeye where he's probably going to be training the next Hawkeye. And we have the, obviously mm. the big one, the obvious one is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. setup where we're going to see Falcon basically take over for Cap. And I got to say, a part of me knew that Endy was coming. I was so happy. It's like, I knew it was expected to me mm-hmm. and I loved it. It's like, it's the best way to end it. It's no, the best it's, way to end it. Like, again, it was like, again, the movie was a great way to end, like, the two main characters, Captain America yeah. and, and uh, Iron Man. Um, Especially because this is the fourth film that the Russo brothers have actually done with Captain America. Yeah. Because they directed Winter Soldier, they directed mm-hmm. Civil War, they directed these past three ones. They're the one, Cap is the one that they're the most familiar with. Mm-hmm. And being able to give him a send off where it's like, he, he's able to have like this really happy, beautiful moment where he's able to like bring the Infinity Stones back, mm-hmm. but he's able to find one timeline, able to live out the rest of his life and shows up with a proper shield. Yeah. Ready to carry on the reins. Yeah, but I'm just like I'm just like blanking out on uh crap. No, like no I'm lost my uh, train of thought. Um on on Come on, Reg, you got it. You got it, you got it, you got it. You no, got I'm it. just I'm just I'm trying to go like I'm just trying to go through like the movies that I've seen 
where where it just like I don't know if it, it how they can make it work. For example, uh, Solo, where Solo they bring, they brought back Darth Maul, and again. People that you know, people that watch the series. Spoilers, Rich. Jesus Christ! Oh, well, for, you know, for a two, it was like for a two-year-old, like well, for a movie that was. Rich, like, it came out eleven months ago. ago. Anyway. Oh, almost a year ago. But here's, but here's the thing: it's like you know, fans, like fans of the you know of the Clone Wars and the TV shows, they pretty much know what's going on. Right. But if you talk about like a regular general audience. They're, if they're only references, like only like the movies themselves, and they don't watch any of the peripheral stuff, yeah, that shit just comes out of nowhere. Well, again, the big benefit is the fact that we have our main guy Kevin now being basically on top of what direction these respective series go, which is probably going to be a huge factor with making sure that they actually integrate well, and also just it. it from all of the projects that are announced so far, you you brought up uh, earlier to me that you don't expect a team up anytime soon. When no, do you pick a team up? Like twenty twenty three, either twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. Kind of like if they played it up, just like the Avengers, because again, you're building up all these. Like yeah. again, you're building up all these. Again, like with the first Avengers. With the first Avengers film, it was just a matter of getting all these characters in order to bring them together. I mean, you didn't. I gotta you, say, you didn't, when know, the, you didn't even know that that also was going to be a thing until like the, the until Avengers. The until yeah. Avengers, I, I I I was jumping up and down with that teaser where it's like this: is, we we are on the brink of something incredible here, and. I think it's a good idea for them to kind of like, you know, focus on the more character stories. It's like we already have our big bad. We already have a setup for, you know, a bunch of other fun stuff. And, you know, we it's also enough time to be able to figure out the two obvious properties to be reincorporated. Fantastic Four and X-Men, which they've already said they probably aren't going to be able to fit those guys in Phase Four. Well, no, in Phase, honestly, if they're going to do anyone in Phase Four, they could probably they could probably pull off. Uh, I'd say Fantastic Fan- Four. Yeah, Fantastic Four is like the only X- one because you could do I- kind of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, where it's like you see like the Richards family uses an experimental ship. Blah blah blah. Mm, uh, like it would be more. It would more like it would be more like. Uh, like, like you go by the TV, television, you see like space shuttle going up into space. Well, that uh, that's what I was implying. Now, my idea, my idea for a Fantastic Four incorporation mm-hmm. would have been this: is that I feel like a cool unexplored area is the 1960s, 1970s area of this universe, where like we already know that. Hank Pym and mm. Janet were able to do these like clandestine yeah. uh, kind of missions. We know that Shield was operational. We know that Peggy was doing some cool stuff. Mm. To me, I would dig it if like the way you introduce the Fantastic Four, and this is just like pure yeah. speculation. This is the way that I would do it: have them being from the Space Age, right? Have Reed Richards and Sue and Johnny and Ben, you know, they did yeah. an experimental 
you know, mission flight. And some space shenanigans happen to where, like, not only do they get their powers, mm. but they land in the current era. Okay. You know, they land in modern times. So that way you can still, like, kind of imply that they existed in the in this universe. Instead of just, like, because I think trying to do Fantastic Four in a purely modern sense... I think it's a little tricky because the Fantastic Four works so well when they're that specific 1960s, 1970s, you know, almost pulp sci-fi kind of shenanigan kind of adventures. It it could work. It's just, it's just part, I think part of the, uh, I think part of the problem is, is, is just getting, just getting like just like just ca- like you know like casting the right characters and and like not focus so much on Doctor Doom because they like, haven't done Doctor Doom right. Like Doctor Doom would be a great new Loki for this cinematic universe. Like well, Doctor Doom would have been like the the villain. Like you would either have to do either Galactus or Doctor Doom because you got well Doctor Doom you can lead to Galactus obviously. Well, yeah, but even then, uh, but I mean, for example, like, uh, for example, they, I mean, they, they can easily start small with like the puppet master. Rich, they aren't going to start with the fucking puppet master. They got. I mean, do- they, they, they already, they already have Doctor Strange. They can do. They can probably can uh, do the puppet master. They could do better than the puppet master. But that's, um, but that's one of the. I mean, that's one of the original. Give films. me Mole Man before the fucking puppet master. <laughs> but again, that that requires them to go into space. So, like, if they don't, if they want to include them in the present, you can have them getting like getting zapped by radiation and being saved by Captain Marvel. Or another thing that we know is established in the cinematic universe is the quantum realm. And one of the big things that the Fantastic Four does all the time is go to other dimensions. You know, you have the negative zone with Annihilus, mm. who would be a really uh, great villain to work with. You have Kang the Immortal, a guy that's a, you know, hopscotcher yeah. kind of supervillain. That's really... Uh, formidable. Mm. Great way to introduce Namor. You know, mm. uh, there's the theories about Namor possibly being introduced in Black Panther, or at least like yeah. fan speculation. But Namor being introduced in Fantastic Four feels the most mm. appropriate. Our motherfucker, like Doctor Doom, where it's like Doctor Doom is like that perfect Nexus kind of character, where he's a mad scientist. He's a despot of his own country, and he has a personal connection to, like, other dimensions, like Mm. actual hell, which means you can introduce guys like Nightmare or Mephisto. Fucking Mephisto would be a hell of a villain to introduce into this. But probably the most likeliest one to introduce would be a character like Galactus, which means... Galactus would be able to be a really cool way to be able to connect with the Eternals and the Celestials because Galactus hates the Celestials. So Mm. you can even do like a fun twist where it's like everything is set up to where like Galactus is the bad guy. Mm. But then, of course, there's a revelation of a much greater enemy, you know, in the Celestials or like all of the other crazy ass characters that exist. They already got rid of, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Ego the planet, like he was one of the celestials. We know celestials exist, and if you introduce a character like Galactus, that is that same kind of like, you know, 
nihilist, formidable, straight focus kind mm-hmm. of character. I don't know. It's exciting, and I guess like as a as a wrap up and everything, just like for I mean, with Guardians we, three, I mean with Guardians three, I, I, like you could see. Oh, with that, I, don't I, wonder, I wonder. I wonder. If, I wonder if they're going to like like somehow merge those two titles. I mean, like like actually have them pair up. Yeah, and of course with Captain Marvel two, of course they're making a sequel to it. Yeah. We of course have the whole setup with the Kree Scroll war where mm. even with you know the twist that they did with the scrolls respectively mm. that is definitely a storyline that they could be able to go with where you know we have this intergalactic conflict that could be able to occur which would probably definitely involve more captain marvel and would in all likelihood definitely involve the guardians of the galaxy so i don't know it's exciting like it, it's kind of fun to still be in a position at least until Spider-Man Far From Home comes out where we can just be able to re-speculate and have fun with this crazy-ass universe where, you know, we went on an 11-year journey and, you know, obviously stuff aside, felt like trimming the comedy. Um, Certain... It's a lot of stuff where it's like I'm complaining about editing, but I feel like you could have added a whole nother half hour to have even more moments with Mm -hmm. it, but... Um, I would definitely give it a 8 out of 10, especially, be, because it's such a feat to be able to like accomplish what they did, having it satisfying, and having... I just really appreciated what they did with the characters and making sure that that landed as good as it did with everything, you know? Because you, mm-hmm. you, you, you can pick at it in everything, but yeah. at the end of the day... Did it work for the characters? Did it feel like a good conclusion for everybody? And I feel like, yes. And I'm excited for the rest of... I'm excited for what's in store. Hmm. Like, I even put it this way. It, it it had the same feeling as, like, like a TV show that hmm. had, like, a really great season finale. Right. You know, where it's like, you know that some cast members are not going to stick around... You know, like I, I think of the one where Michael Scott leaves from the office, which is a weird comparison, but I feel like it's very appropriate where it's like it concluded enough things with the characters mm. to where like it felt like an appropriate ending, but you're still left knowing that the show is going to continue and you still want to see where things go. Now, um, hopefully not to jinx everything that did not turn out well for the show, even though it still continued for two more seasons. I mean, like, they still got, like, James Spader, like... like, like Mr. California was not a good character. Mm. He was not appropriate for the show at all. Um, but, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, like, it's like, okay, I'm excited for what comes around, but you know mm. what? This is a good place to end with these characters. It was emotional. Um, you know, all of the amazing beats, that this incredible battle that, like, I remember watching Avengers for the first time and just thinking, like, I never thought I'd see the day where you'd be able to actually pull this thing off. And then fucking six years later, pulling something that's even more incomprehensibly gargantuan and also pulling it off is, to me... Yeah, and then somebody mentioned that Howard the Duck was wielding a shotgun or something in the battle. You shut the fuck up! No, he like, wasn't. Like somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody was like, like, like either some sort of rumor or whatever yeah. that 
if you just pause it at a certain moment, you can see, like, when they introduce everyone, you, you yeah. can see Howard the Duck. Well, you know, speaking of Howard the Duck, I mean, when it comes to, like, streaming services, Hulu is kind of setting itself up as a Marvel Knights kind of thing, where... On Disney Plus, you're going to get the official canon kind of stuff, but mm. all of the off-brand characters seem to be having shows on Hulu. Like, there's a Howard the Duck show coming. There's a MODOK show that's going to have Patton Oswalt as um, MODOK. Um, today, they literally announced that they're going to make a Ghost Rider series with uh, Gabriel Luca or Gabriel Luna? No, Gabriel Luca. Wait. Um, um, he's the he? one that played Robbie Ray's in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So um, they're making a spinoff for so, Hulu. So, okay. yeah, which to me, I think is, I can dig that. I can dig that where it's like, you don't want to confuse your concern about like confusing people and everything where it's like, you know, ha having these series and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, you have the official Disney plus series, mm -hmm. which has the characters from the movies and on Hulu. You can fuck around a little bit. You can have the Howard the Duck series. You can have a Modoc series. You can have a Ghost Rider series. I want my Moon Knight series. God, I want my Moon Knight series so badly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what What are you anticipating? I know you're not too familiar with Marvel as I am. But... No, no, no. I'm again. I am barely scratching the surface when it comes to Marvel. Like, well, hopefully again, again, like my only my only reference is, is whatever my. Uh, Dad was into, and he was pretty much uh, he was his favorite character was Spider Man. Yeah, but even though he collected comics uh, when he was young, he had like the Fantastic Four, uh, a couple of Captain America, uh, Spider Man, etc. Uh, but but uh, yeah, Spider Man was always his thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that said, uh, we're actually going to close it a little earlier than usual, I guess, since we still got to talk about uh, box office real quick. You figure Avengers Endgame will be number one again, right? <laughs> you, um, you, that's you figure a, that's that's a really dumb question. I'm just it's, I'm just saying. What's insane is that the current projections is that it's probably going to make more than the first Avengers movie at the end of this weekend, which means it's already going to be at six hundred and twenty fucking million dollars domestically already. Already here domestically. So, yeah. so with that I mean, said, it, it depends. Do oh. you think Intruder has a chance, Rich? Do you think it has a chance? No, I had Intruder like less, making less than Tim Hell, dude. J just no. Nah. You don't think? What about Ugly Dolls? Do you think? Do you think Pitbulls? <laughs> do you think Pitbulls gonna redeem his cinematic career nah. after working on the masterpiece Gotti? No. The underappreciated masterpiece. I mean, Ugly Dolls are, uh, is a ripoff of Trolls, and Trolls is already getting their sequel. Yeah. Uh, how about Long Shot? You think that um, a movie about Seth Rogen yeah, trying I, to have a girlfriend that's out of his league, aka every other Seth Rogen movie? Do you think it has a chance, Rich? Do you think? Do you think it has a chance? I mean, how many like how many times are we going to go through this, dude? I'm okay. All right. I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> like it's just a matter of how, like, how much of the, like, how much legs that this movie has because, because um, I can only give this movie either five to six weeks uh, before it makes less than twenty mil. 
Yeah, which anyway. which in the span of that time, the reg means that it's probably going to be at eight hundred plus. So um, we were talking earlier, and we don't want to bug it with numbers and everything, but with its three hundred and fifty eight million dollar opening, to put in perspective, if it has the legs of Deathly Hollers Part Two, which had the worst legs of the top twenty opening weekends of all time, its opening weekend ended up being forty four percent of its opening weekend. Which means if it basically has the same legs as Deathly Hollow Part 2, the movie is still going to finish out with $813 million, Which means it's not going to make as much as The Force Awakens, which mm-hmm. finished at about 920 something But it is going to get past Avatar. And of course, the big conversation will be, will it be the biggest international? Which... I think it's going to skirt right past because at the end of this weekend, it's already going to be a $2 billion. Like, like a, I mean, like it's going, it's going, it's going to go past $2 billion, but it still has to make up a lot to get to, yeah. to get to uh, Avatar numbers because well, Avatar is like 2.7. Yeah. 2.7. It's still, it's still the biggest international film. And what, what's funny is that this incredible fucking opening that Avengers Endgame had, like three hundred and fifty million. I mean, a hundred more than Avengers: Infinity War. Like the whole comprehension of it is just absolutely mind blowing. I mean, when you break it down, it's insane. I yeah. didn't know it was even possible. I mean, like, well, I mean, like when you break down like the uh, Force Awakens, it's like half and half. It's like, like domestically, it almost made a billion dollars, and like, and, well, because Star Wars doesn't actually play as well internationally, while Avengers absolutely seems to be throwing gangbusters overseas so again it like the only way that it will pass avatar is like it has to be beat its uh international uh cumulative which is like two billion two billion even i don't know rich it's gonna be exciting to see so with that um yeah so 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 with our recap for this weekend um fucking I I wouldn't be surprised if the total accumulation of the three openers wouldn't even be half of what Friday will be. That'll be my wager. If you take the opening weekends of The Mm. Intruder, Longshot, and Ugly Dolls, I don't even think it's going to be half of the second weekend Friday. You want to say, what do you feel, Reg? Over or under? Because the numbers we were already messing with was about 30... 30 total. Let's say 30 yeah. million total. Do you think that it's going to get 30 total? Not even close. Okay. All no, right. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be under 30 mil. Um, I, like, I don't see, like, I do not see ugly doubts, like getting above 15 mil. Yeah. No kidding. Because, uh, I mean, like, you got to take the Pikachu in two weeks. Exactly. And, exactly. Um, so, like, if it, in the, if, it, if it performs just like Deadpool. It will knock. It will knock Infinity. Uh, it will knock Endgame into second place. Endgame will still mm-hmm. make. Endgame will still make a ton of money, but in uh, but Detective Pikachu will be yeah. like really high. Yeah, and trust me, our box office conversation will be a lot more exciting when we talk about that kind of stuff. So. All right, then. So uh, this is going to be an early close off. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We're actually going to try to launch on Spotify if you aren't already listening to this on Spotify. And uh, yeah, this is exciting times. Thank you so much for listening the first time around. And this is Robert signing off with Box Office Bootleg. And this is Reggie. Good night, folks.